Hello and welcome back to another episode of Your Drone Questions Answered. I'm John Dicko here to find the answers to your drone questions. Today, I have with me once again, David Young, founder of Drone Launch Academy. David, thank you for joining me again today. Good to be here. So the question today is actually pretty relevant. It is, can you fly a drone in New York City? Good timing for this question because there has been some changes over the past you know, month or so. I'm just going to throw it at you, David. Can you fly a drone in New York City today? Yes, you can. So it used to be pretty restricted. It was almost impossible to fly a drone in New York City, at least legally. Recently, I think it was as of July 2023, they changed the rules because they wanted to be a little bit more innovation friendly. You know, the mayor, it was the mayor and then the NYPD, the head of the NYPD came out with these these new rules to operate your drone in New York. So if you want, we can just dive in and go through. If you have a drone and you want to fly yeah. in New York, what do you got to do? So first off, if you want to fly drones and you're in New York City and you're doing this for commercial use, these we're covering kind of commercial uses, you go to nyc.gov slash drone permits. And there you're going to be able to fill out a whole kind of permit application process it's going to ask you for a bunch of stuff, but we can go through the rules and what that's going to be like. In order to fly a drone in New York City, you do have to have, they, they call it a takeoff and landing permit because technically the FAA controls all of the air. So once you're in the air, you have to abide by all the same FAA rules that you would have to abide by anywhere else in the country. And we've covered those in other podcasts and other resources with controlled airspace, uncontrolled airspace, all that stuff. But NYPD in New York City, they control where you can take off from and where you can land from and then where you can be standing when you operate. So when you go to submit a permit to this URL that I mentioned, that's $150 permit fee or application fee for them to even review your permit. And you can submit like multiple instances if you want, like, hey, I'm going to do, I'll be flying at this time and then another one in this location and then another one at this time but you can only do up to five on like one permit. So if you're gonna do like five jobs, let's say, if you're a company and you're gonna be flying five times, you can only put five of them on there as far as I know. So once you apply, then you wait and then they can approve you or reject you based on, you know, if you are, you have your part 107 license, if you have insurance, um, all these other things, right? So if you wanna move on, you have to have insurance. I didn't realize this until I started digging through the documents. I hadn't seen this on any websites. So if you look in the code, if in case anybody wants to nerd out, it's, uh, 24-06 is the section on insurance. So if you go to nyc.gov, you can find the, the link there or search New York drone rules PDF where we can link it below. But you have to have at least um, $2 million per occurrence and $4 million in aggregate of commercial general liability insurance. That's more than probably people would normally have or at least a lot of small drone operations. So you would need some type of, it says at its own expense, you know, the person flying has to have commercial general liability insurance and drone aviation liability slash unmanned aircraft systems coverage. Each CGL, commercial general liability and drone aviation liability insurance policy must, and then it talks about all this stuff, right? Have covered damage and have all these different things. But the main thing is it has to be $2 million per occurrence, $4 million in aggregate of coverage, which can sometimes be a little bit more costly. And then on top of that, I feel like the next biggest thing people are going to want to know is what if I just don't do it? Like, what are the penalties? Yeah. Like if I'm just like, screw New York City. I just, you see this, <laughs> whenever we run ads about regulations or like part 107 or um, anything, right? There's like a $5 drone registration, that thing that the FAA set up years ago. It's like, hey, you got to register your drone, pay $5 on the FAA website, you would act like people are like, you're robbing me, you're tapping my phones, you know, people, people don't like yeah. that. 
right? So people would always push back. The comments are always a lot of pushback. But they're like, what if I just, you know, screw the government, do what I want to do? Technically, the NYPD can fine you $250 the first time, first violation. Just to be honest, it's not that much more than the actual application to do it. So I don't know how effective that one's going to be. Uh, second one is $500 within a one-year period. So, you know, if you wait one year, it's back to 250 I guess. Um and then the third is if you have a third violation in a one-year period, it's $1,000. But the kicker is anytime uh, you do this, you can get charged with a misdemeanor uh, if you're the one who, quote, causes the aircraft to take off or land in violation of the section of the city code. So misdemeanor, 250 bucks. I think the misdemeanor is more of a deterrent than the actual uh, 250 if someone else is willing to pay. 150 just to apply, right? We can walk through the process really quickly of what you have to do. So if you're kind of visualize going this process, right? So you go to nyc.gov slash drone permits, valid email, make up a password, you sign up, you get in, it's going to ask you to create a password and then you go to apply for a permit. So you have to say who you are, who the proposed operators are, if you have any visual observers, and then you got to give your required certifications like your part 107 certificate, any other attachments and things like that, you know, your insurance, and they want any other information that will help them make a decision. If you're a business entity, they're going to want to know that kind of information or like a business or a school. Then you're going to have to give your date of birth, your full name, your address, your email address, your phone number, all the information about your business entity, all your required documentation. So your photo ID, your insurance policies, data privacy policies, and cybersecurity policies. Another thing to mention. So if you're going to be what they call capturing or transmitting photos and videos, which I got to be honest, is like what 99% of drones are going to be have some type of camera on them. And that's the whole purpose of having the drone. You have to submit a notice to the community board. So I'm, it sounds like there are community boards in New York City. I don't know what technically the definition of a community board is for them. I couldn't really find a great definition on that, but it's some community entity. You have to notify them. I think it's like 48 hours in advance that, hey, I'm going to be flying a drone in this area. And then you have to notify and post a notice to all businesses, homes, whatever, within 100 feet of your takeoff and landing zone, letting them know you will be capturing or transmitting photos and videos with your drone, right? So there's first you got to get the permit, there's notification requirements, there's insurance requirement, got to jump through some hoops to do this. It's not just sure. go and fly your drone. But I guess the benefit of it is it does allow you to do some type of drone operation, unmanned aircraft operation in the New York City area um, where you couldn't before. And it they do carve out exclusions for emergencies, you know, like if it's an emergency landing or emergency takeoff, whatever. I don't know. I guess you would have to kind of figure out what an emergency is defined as, or maybe that's up for debate. It wasn't necessarily specifically defined in here. So that's that's kind of it, it in a nutshell. But other than that, you have to obey all the other regulations. So New York City, a lot of controlled airspace. So you can't, yeah. you know, you got LaGuardia, you got JFK, um, you got Newark pretty close by, you got all these big airports, not to mention all the other airports around there. So you have a lot of controlled airspace to deal with. So if you're going to be taking off in Manhattan, I'm sure I, I could look at the, the charts, but I'm sure that's in some type of controlled airspace. So you'd have to then coordinate through the Lance system, which is the low altitude authorization and notification capability. Usually you can do that through a whole myriad of different apps. I usually use Aloft. It's a great company great app. So you can go to the Aloft app. You can say, Hey, here's where I'm going to fly. Here's where I'm, you know, my permits for tap it. It'll show you 
any type of temporary flight restrictions or controlled airspace or whatever. And then it'll walk you the process of applying to be able to fly in the airspace. So at first with New York, you're just applying to be able to get it off the ground right there. And then afterwards, you have to make sure you can fly in the airspace. So you have to work it out with the FAA that you can actually fly there and operate in the air. And then you need the permit from the New York City to get get it back on the ground. So a little bit of a process, but that's it kind of in a nutshell. Sure. I mean, would the same apply for like a no-fly zone or is that the same thing as a controlled airspace or is that kind of a different? No, so like uh, a no-fly zone would probably be more like a TFR, which is like a temporary flight restriction. So for instance, let's say the president was going to be flying up to New York City to do a speech or something, right? They put a TFR around New York City being like, hey, no aircraft can kind of come in or out. There's certain restrictions. Obviously, they wouldn't shut down all the air traffic at those huge airports, but they would say, you know, no other kind of general aviation in the area like little Cessnas. Um, any other planes would have to be flying like, pretty high, clearly like no drones. So if there's any like big event, national security thing, other reason that they might need to kind of shut down the airspace, that's what a, a TFR would be. And that, that would be kind of a no-fly zone. Another no-fly zone, which would be like more permanent ones, would be prohibited airspace. That's like around the White House, you know, other kind of sensitive locations where the FAA okay. has declared those like kind of completely off limits to uh, air traffic. Oh, wow. It's a lot to know. And it sounds like it, you got to really have your ducks in a row to to actually do this. I mean, the insurance alone, that's serious, right? Yeah. So can't really just decide today that I'm going to fly into New yeah. York City tomorrow. You know, it requires some planning, but at least it can be done now, which couldn't yeah. happen before. Very, very cool. Anything else you want to add? No, I would just say, you know, if you're going to do it, play by the rules. There's no point in getting yourself into trouble and messing it up for other operators who are going to do it the right way. So it's in your long-term best interest to do things the right way and navigate the rules as they are and try to accomplish your mission best you can. Very cool. Well, there you have it. You can now fly a drone in New York City as of July, 2023. Thanks, David, for coming on and giving us this run through. I think this is useful information. And you can submit your own questions uh, and we'll find the answers to them. You can submit them at ydqa.io. Or if you're part of the Drone Launch Connect community, go ahead, type in a question there. We'll find it and uh, we'll look for answers. Until then, we'll see you in the sky.